Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Underhood Show. My name is Josh Prophet. I'm the service director here at Mel Hamilton Ford, and alongside me today is Scotty German. Good morning, Scotty. Good morning. How's it going? Man, going great. Uh, got everything up and rolling this morning, and uh, we're, we're moving down yeah. the quick lane already, and uh, the main store as well. So, uh, But it, this is a call-in show, 316-462-3673. Call in. Uh, we'll take any questions. It's your show, so whatever you want to talk about, uh, give us a call, and let's, uh, let's talk about anything anything automotive related uh, you want to talk about uh you know vehicle maintenance uh cars acting weird or goofy and uh, want to know maybe what's going on with it uh, give us a call and let's see uh, see how we can help you out from that want to talk about new new vehicle products uh mh ford racing uh from that side of things uh give us a call uh 316-462-3673 for every caller that calls into the show you'll get a prize package uh, which is valued at over $130. Uh, we're going to mail it out to you, but it'll consist of the works, which is an oil change and tire rotation. We use Motorcraft oil and filter products here at Mel Hamilton Ford. While we're performing that, we're also going to complete a multi-point inspection on your vehicle, checking over the brakes, tires, steering, suspension, all the safety-related components on that vehicle, making sure that it's uh, ready to go for that next 5,000 miles of driving. You'll also receive $10 to Mel's Diner so you can get yourself something to eat and drink while you're here with us at the big corner, as well as uh, uh, complete nitrogen for your tires so you get all the great benefits that nitrogen has to offer. And then a BG products package, which is going to consist of a can of MOA or motor oil additive for your engine oil. And then CF5 for your fuel system. Again, just getting that vehicle geared up and ready to go for that next 5,000 miles of driving. So let's get the phones ringing, 316-462-3673. So, well, Scotty, uh, you know, I've yeah. got a list of, list of things to discuss here today. But uh, so Scotty uh, is one of the service consultants here at the, at the dealership. And, uh, you know... Uh, your role is one of the things that I wanted to uh, talk about today. You know, we often uh, talk about uh, the technicians in the back of the shop and their role and yep. the importance that they play in, in this environment and, and what we do. And it's, uh, it is a left hand, right hand thing for sure. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't have one without the other. And uh, it's, uh, it's so crucial that uh, the steps that you take, you know, to, to get that vehicle on the right path are, yeah. are crucial, uh, to make sure that it's going into the, into the right technician and that we're, you know, we're looking into the right thing. Uh, cause you can, you can be off. Yeah. Oh you yeah. Know, and, uh, lead a technician maybe down a wrong path, uh, from that side of things too. A so. Absolutely. Uh, this is actually coming up on, I'm coming up on 10 years, 10 years being with Mel Hamilton Ford and, and uh, I enjoy it. It's, it's been an excellent place, uh, for me. It's a fun job, man. Uh, but absolutely, it's it's something that's very important to be able to relay the information from a customer to a technician, especially whenever you've been doing it for so long. Um, just trying to make it an easy experience and and you know carefree experience, uh, gaining those trust from customers and being able to help them in any way I can. You know what? Uh, what really got you into the automotive industry? You know, <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I don't. I don't think, uh, you know, in previous conversations, this is not something that like you set out to do. Yeah. You just kind of stumbled into it, which it, I think a lot happens to a lot of people right. in the industry. But. Right. No, absolutely. This was actually something I just kind of started in college, uh, started at a lube shop and tires and stuff like that, it, learning basic automotive knowledge. And then it just kind of went from there. I wanted to get into to more advanced uh, knowledge, automotive knowledge, and being able to to use that experience to my advantage and and kind of just work my way to 
until Mel Hamilton Ford came in to pick up a part one time and ended up having a meeting with the manager <laughs> and walked out with the job. Walked out with the job. So, and it's been one of the best decisions ever since. So, ten years, it's just kind of crazy, man. Yeah. So, uh, you know, for those of us, uh, for those of you that are listening, uh, as far as the the service consulting side of things, it's it's really the the liaison between the technician and the and the customer from yep. that side and so it's really taken what a customer is saying uh and what they're experiencing and being able to transfer that to in technical terms to a, to a technician right uh, from that side of it but there's a so many different things or situations that i can think of that we get involved with on the customer side of things especially with these these vehicles and how they're always evolving and changing and new products and how something works and i mean it may be as simple as uh just not understanding operation uh at times and for uh, a customer to have to check a vehicle in thinking that there's something wrong with it when it's merely just an operational yeah. uh, side of things and being able to discern the, that to the customer uh, is so important. Absolutely. You know? uh, and the technology for diagnosis has gotten exponentially better uh, the, just, just over the last couple of years. Uh, I know that Ford vehicles have the ability to ping Wi-Fi uh, whenever it has an issue the vehicle does not even have to necessarily come into the dealership. If it's an intermittent issue that happens, we have the ability to actually look up and see what codes may have happened in a particular time. Now, granted, obviously it's for, I think vehicles 2018 and newer um, that have a certain package or whatever. But with that being the case, it helps us to be able to diagnose an intermittent issue and it helps the technician, helps me, helps the customer try to get them to only come in one time as opposed to multiple times trying to figure out the same issue you know that's really the the goal is to to get everything as dressed as quick as possible as soon as possible and with uh with as least amount of inconvenience to the customer absolutely you know uh from from that side for sure um and with the technology it's great yeah you know but it can also be the other side of it is that you know it becomes more complex to work on and, right you know that's one of the things that in this industry over the years that, that I've seen is the, the guy that is, uh, at home working, you know, uh, in the driveway with a set of basic hand tools yep. and, and doing, doing certain things to his vehicle is really kind of become a thing of the past. Right. Um, you know, and I encourage everybody to, to know how to do that and, uh, you know, know how to change a tire, know how to change your oil sure. and stuff like that. But uh, I happened to walk in with you and a conversation that you were having the other day with uh, with an individual in regards to something as simple as an oil change. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the statement was, you know, why would you do that? Why would you change your own oil? And kind of I'll let you go from there as to to why you know why you were asking that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. which is you were making a great point with them uh you know from that side of it but the, the other thing was was that it was an actual employee as yeah. well so uh it was he was you know why would you change your own oil um whenever you wouldn't have a certified ford mechanic be able to do it for practically the same price or even less than what you could buy the oil filter disposal fee and everything that comes with it to allow us to do it and you have somebody who's inspecting the vehicle the value of having us do it compared to you just going home and doing it yourself first of all you're getting under a vehicle you're on the ground it's not not like it's a it's a i don't know a beautiful process of any kind <laughs> you know what i mean you're getting dirty 
Um, and, and it's just, you know, it's an, it's, it's a two hour long process for you. It's, it's just it, the, the pros outweigh the cons for allowing a certified shop like Mel Hamilton Ford to be able to do it at the quick lane. And then you get an inspection that comes along with it to let you know anything that you don't even know about. Yeah. Uh, that's the, another big thing. And you know, there's so many different things that I think of that, uh, that we do, uh, initially starting up with just the write-up process, yeah. you know, uh, just in, in that process alone, you know, we're running the vehicle and checking for recalls, mm -hmm. you know, if there's anything outstanding from the manufacturer, whether that vehicle's, uh, six months old yep. or six years old or 12 years you know what I'm saying? That part of the process is the same and, and recalls pop up all the time on, on vehicles. And when a recall is put out to a vehicle, it's so specific as far as, uh, you know, um, that they're looking at a specific set of VIN numbers yep. that, that those applies to. And so, uh, you know, the, the, uh, that's just the start of that yeah. process. What are some of the other things that we do along that process of check-in uh, that, you know, if you got a guy in a garage, you know, doing something uh, yep. at home that he's not getting, you're not getting your alignment checked as you drive into the, to yes. the yeah, there it is so right there. Greg, Greg Murray did that alignment check. Yeah. yeah. As you drive on to our service drive, either the quick lane facility or the main dealership for major diagnosis, you are getting your alignment checked immediately after you drive into the door. Uh, which you're not going to get at home in your garage. Yeah. Um, you're going to get your fluids checked. You're going to get your battery checked. You're, you're going to get a lot of things just with the equipment that we have uh, at, at our disposal, free of charge to the customer, um, of all kinds of things that we're going to check. And it's just going to be an automatic process for us that's going to benefit our customers. You know, and that's some, one of the things that, that we meet relatively often on the, yeah. you know, on the service side of things with, you know, advisors, technicians, uh, you know, at, at pretty much every department, you yeah. know, we, we get together pretty often and just with the change in technology, change in vehicles, process changes, as many people as there are uh, employed, uh, you know, at Mel Hamilton Ford, it's, it's a necessary thing to do. Um, but uh, in that, you know, we discuss a lot of times uh, in those meetings that, uh, when you get to doing something day to day, day in and day out, you just become numb to it, or I guess calloused about it. And yeah. I try to remind everybody and sometimes need reminded of it myself is that, Hey, you know, a customer that is coming into our environment or situation, uh, abbreviations, you know, they don't know what a TPMS sensor right. is or a, a TP sensor or, you know, um, PCM, PCM, anything. anything. Yeah. And so it's, it's very easy for us in the industry to be around it day in and day out and become familiar with these terms and use them frequently. The other side of it is when you have certain processes that you do or steps that you do, uh, it just becomes sec second nature to do them and not talk about them. Right. And so a consumer coming in may not even understand what all's going on just because uh, for us, we just do it. We just go. Uh, and especially at the rate sometimes in yes. which, we're, <laughs> which we're rolling around here is that you, you got to, okay, hold on, time out. Let's explain what we're doing, why we're doing it. Uh, so, so the customer really understands what's going on here. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just those couple of processes that we've already talked about is perfect examples of that. Absolutely. You know? uh, 
I mean, uh, and and that's there's tons of other things that I miss. I know, like just measuring the tread depths of your tires is one of the things. Yep. We do a 360 view around the vehicle of taking pictures, and and we do that for multiple reasons. But there's a lot of people that don't even see the passenger side of their car. Yeah, uh, that's that's one thing that that is just a part of the service of, of driving in for a basic oil change or anything for that matter. And it's a benefit to every single customer that drives through that door. Sure. Uh, I got Delbert uh, logged on here. Says, good morning, guys. Good, good morning, Delbert. Good morning, Delbert. So, but yeah, so we're talking about the, as far as the write-up process, the other side of that is, you know, the the maintenance men are, uh, maintenance interval mm-hmm. uh, recommendations uh, that you guys would would provide for, for customers. Uh, and, and that's one thing, you know, you got somebody that's at home working, uh, working in the drive on their vehicle and they're changing the oil. I mean, their goal is to change the oil, to right. get the oil changed. Our goal is to service it, inspect the whole vehicle, get a condition on the whole vehicle. Um, and then just make sure that there's any other needs or services that that vehicle has to, to at least let you know, you know, you as a consumer, if you want them, great. If you don't want them, it's, it's your vehicle. Right. uh, From that side of things. But, uh, to have somebody that's certified Mm -hmm. for that vehicle, but then also to have somebody that has seen that vehicle, more times probably in the same day that 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 you've brought the vehicle in and knowing you know what are the high wear items what are the the, this is pretty common for these types of vehicles you know this is something that we don't see as often they can kind of focus in or zone in on those items and potentially save some trouble down the road for somebody absolutely i know it's kind of it's it's a little joke but it's kind of funny when a customer will come in to check on a vehicle and yeah i'm here to check on the f-150 and i just want to go <laughs> which one you know there we, we legitimately see the same vehicle uh tens of times and technicians the same way it's it's amazing of the experience that these guys have gained just over the years of working on these vehicles the knowledge that they they know something about a vehicle before they pull it in just by the write-up so they are already in a direct and that's been years of experience that they've gained to be able to know that um, and that's one of the many benefits of coming here but um, but there are several others I mean it's it's just one of those things with with us being as busy as we are it's uh it's a blessing it really is yeah so as far as kind of the write-up process I mean um, checking over the recalls doing um, uh, drive alignment check and going over tread depths uh, a good walk around of the vehicle yep. checking the batteries another thing um from from that side of things now it goes back to a technician i mean what are some of the reasons that uh why, why would you have a certified technician here do it as opposed to somebody at home doing it well kind of the same thing along the lines of what i just said they they know what they're looking for they also are already uh, with our oil change it includes a tire rotation so there are other things that they're going to check with the wheels off they're, they're going to obviously inspect for any maintenance size we're already checking that as service advisors anyways as yeah. far as maintenance service intervals you know we have the ability to go up and look up the vehicle a lot of things that what bg suggests at particular mileages things that'll benefit the customer and the other thing is is ford is interested in selling you vehicles as opposed to they're more they're more interested in so it's phil tells us me all the time they're more interested in selling you vehicles every five years than they are of preserving this vehicle 
to last you several years. And that's what we're in the business of doing uh, as a service department is to make sure we make it as as uh, a simple of a life of this vehicle with the least amount of problems for you just by you maintaining the vehicle. And there are several things that we can do with that. And a technician is going to look out for those things too. So you have two people that are in your corner trying to make sure that we keep this vehicle at top-notch shape. Uh, by whatever maintenance services and just checking to make sure everything's okay. So the other side of that, I mean, uh, well, here, let's go. We got uh, Rex is on there. He says, Scotty, he wants you to give your best full night nail impression. <laughs> so, you, got, you got that ready to go? I could kind of do his laugh whenever he makes a funny joke or does something funny. He just <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Phil is uh, not with us today. He is up in Hayes, uh, running uh, running races. So yeah. went up there, and I think they practiced on Thursday night and raced last night. And sounds like things went really well for him. Had a good practice, a good B feature, and then uh, moved on into the A. And not exactly sure how that finished out for him maybe we'll get a phone call from him here a little later sure, with, uh, with an update for that but i know he's uh excited to be up there and 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 race up there so ah you gotta you got a thumbs up on your there we go so, there you go rex <laughs> just just like that so um you know while we're uh while we're talking to that we'll come back to to this portion of what we were talking about but while we're on image ford racing there was a couple yeah. things that i wanted to uh talk about there so one yeah phil was up in Hayes. they're they're racing up there uh last night and they'll be doing it again tonight as well um one of the other things we're out at uh, bar to bar um Bar to Bar has their uh, AMA, uh, Loretta Lynn, the central area qualifiers going on. Uh, I think they started that on Thursday, uh, Thursday and yesterday. Uh, we've got our uh, event trailer out there servicing that. And uh, I talked to Tyler uh, later yesterday, and man, he's, uh, he's, he's moving out there. They got a lot of riders out there qualifying for that. Had a great day yesterday. Uh, but if you're looking for some uh, something to do, that'd be a, a, a great yeah. place. Uh, go out to Bar to Bar out on 61st Street and and uh, watch that. There's uh, racing today, all day today, and then uh, again tomorrow for sure. So uh, that'd be very, very cool. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about a little bit was uh, our Traxxas jump that we did uh, yeah, that's last, cool. uh, last uh, I think it was Sunday, Sunday out at Bar to Bar. Um, so I'll, I know Phil wants to in, uh, divulge some of that as well, but that went really well. So the remote control car, Traxxas drum, the challenge that we had out at Bar to Bar, uh, the sledge ended up uh, beating all of the other cars by a long <laughs> shot. But what I will tell you is those boys came back uh, on Monday morning and there was probably, I don't know, I want to say three or four cars that uh, had uh, multiple pieces to one car that they, oh. were, <laughs> that they were needing to repair. However, I'm pretty sure it was a kamikaze mission because those cars had jumped multiple times yeah. trying to uh, trying to beat. It wasn't just uh, one shot and lost it. It was, uh, <laughs> it was I'm going for broke here. Yeah, uh, on that side. So that's a cool. Uh, that's a cool thing, man. Whenever those tracks came into the parts department and overfilled that thing, it was pretty cool to watch. I it was something that was really new to me. I didn't even know this but my my dad actually has a traxxas remote control remote control car and he found out that we are a dealer now and he's he's pumped all, all about it <laughs> yeah, yeah he's all about yeah. it so it is a it is a very uh 
uh, addictive hobby, I, see, yeah. I guess I should say from that <laughs> side of things. And then, uh, you know, you, uh, I don't know, you get one and then you get another one and you got to race them naturally yeah. and then try and run them into each other yep. and jump them and everything else. And then uh, you got to go faster and yeah. quicker and bigger. And so it's a uh, definitely an addic- addictive hobby, but, uh, they've got that going on over there as well. So, uh, but yeah, if you're looking for something to do, uh, today out at bar to bar is, uh, is, uh, is the place to be for sure for all the, all the motor motocross, uh, actions. So, um, uh, let's see. Delbert says, yeah, wake up, Phil, call, <laughs> call him. So, I, I assure you, Phil is awake. Yeah, no, I've already, uh, I've already been getting, uh, I've already been getting texts and we've, uh, been working back and forth on a couple of different things. Phil's uh, been up since five. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> making things happen up there. So, um, you know, let's go along and, uh, going back to the service side of things. And we talk about it all the time on the show for the, the technicians again, but training, you mm-hmm. know, something yeah. that these guys, uh, focus on and what they do, they're always training, you know, um, from that side but what does it what does it mean for you and your role on training and what's out there for you and sure things like that i mean it makes sense but uh training for both of us the thing is is when new vehicles are coming out there are new technologies and most of those technologies could be safety related a lot of them just has to deal with functionality with vehicles new things that are coming out with these vehicles that we've never seen before um so naturally as a service advisor and as a technician we are constantly training on new technologies coming out with these vehicles so we can better understand them so we can help a customer who has questions a lot of times like i can remember when the 10 speed transmission came out for the f-150 and things like that um, they shift differently than your standard transmission used to and they feel different and so when a customer's driving one and thinks that there's an actual problem it turned out being something that's you know just a characteristic of this transmission that's completely normal um but even just things as as easy as like when the Mach-E comes out and all of a sudden there's all these electronic things of, you know, how it's charging and how to set it up to help with the most, you know, efficient way of, of driving these electric vehicles. All kinds of things come into play. So there's tons of things like that. Phil, how's it going? Hey, good buddy. How are you? Doing, uh, <laughs> doing great here. So can you give us an update of what's happening out there? Well, it's pretty damn cold. You want to know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got that uh, text last night. I was wondering how that car was performing in that cooler weather, but it looked like you were uh, doing pretty good there for a while. Yeah, it's uh, you know the old cold weather does affect these cars. We run on on alcohol instead of gas, and takes a little bit to get it warmed up and everything else too. But uh, you know they had a they had a hard time getting the track under control with this cold weather. And uh, I feel for them. I understand it's kind of hard to get that done, but we had a Kind of had a rough track, but uh, it's hard to do that in this cold weather and try to figure out how much water to put on and everything else. And so it's it's a it's a hard battle. But we, uh, you know, everybody races the same tracks. So you got to go for it. Everything else, but uh, yeah, we uh, started sixth in our heat, finished fourth, so uh, that qualified us to start the B, and we got second in the B. That started us fifteenth in the A, and that's kind of where we hung out back there. <clears throat> got involved in a couple crashes, so today we've got some. Uh, Got a little bit of body work to go take care of. We can race this after race this evening, so we'll getting up here a little bit and head back to the track. But it's thirty-two degrees here today, gentlemen. Wow! Yeah, put on a coat. Yeah, at least more coat. Yeah, <laughs> at least maybe two. Well, how about the uh, car count? They got a good car count up there. Yeah, it was a good car count. Uh, this is the first race of the season for Hayes, so everybody's excited to get out and race and everything else like that. But yeah, a lot, lot, great car count. Car count was good. 
a lot of good competition and stuff out there too. Of course, uh, our teammate Tanner Mullins jumped in an IMCA car last night. He uh, kind of smoked everybody up last night. So, uh, <laughs> we'll kind of see whatever happens uh, tonight again. Uh, we'll go back through to another complete show and see what happens. So, well, that's very exciting. You know, I know. Uh, it- the, it's been a long uh, off season, I guess. And then, uh, you know, with the slow start to, to last year, it's uh, everybody's anxious and ready to go. Uh, I'm sure to, to get out and get, get to burning up some tires, yeah. so to speak from that side of it. So that's very yeah, exciting. Well, we're doing that. <laughs> I'm sure you are. So what's, uh, yeah. what's the schedule like for tonight? Uh, same kind of schedule. Uh, it looks like hot laps at five, racing at six, and it's another complete show just like last night. So uh, I don't know if it pays more tonight or not. I, I didn't look at that part of the situation. but uh, What was it to win last night? Uh, 2,500 to win last night. Yeah, very cool. And uh, track size, what is that uh, up there? You know, it's it's, uh, it's a big three-eighths, but um, the corners are very wide and sweeping and stuff too. But uh, It'll be interesting tonight to see if they can uh, get that track to be uh, a little wider than it was last night and get some more racing grooves going there and stuff too. But I'm telling you, it, it's, I feel for those guys trying to put that track together because it was hard with that cold weather, the wind, and then because you don't want to put too much water on because then you can't get it worked in with this cold weather and stuff too. So the wind just comes along and dries it right out though, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the, see how they get done tonight. And that is one thing, you know, I guess it, it, the track always makes a, I guess a difference or ever that I don't, I don't know is that you could ever make a perfect track from that side of things. There's always going to be this, somebody that's probably unhappy with it. Probably the, the other side of that yeah. is everybody's racing on the same one, you know? That's right. Somebody's always unhappy about the track. <laughs> For sure. I make it too. I tell you, you're not going to hear me complain about the track. I, I, I couldn't do it. And, uh, any better than anybody else could do it from that part. So I just, Everybody, like you said, everybody races the same track. You got to figure out how to drive the car and get after it, set the car up for that track and go. Well, very good. Well, we're making things uh, happen back here for sure. And talking about, uh, you know, on the service advisor side of things, you know, the the importance of that role and just also kind of the explanation of that role and uh, what it takes. It's definitely a, a vital role to in the organization to, to make things smooth for the customer and and make uh, make the service uh, experience a positive uh, experience for the customer for sure. So. Well, you know, that's exactly right. You know, Scotty, you do that every day in and out for us. Appreciate everything you do there. But uh, being a knowledgeable advisor and being able to get that customer the right information to take care of their car because everybody's driving habits is different and what they need to do to that car to to maintain it and uh, given their options. And if they want to repair their car, great. If they don't, that's their choice too. But uh, it is a a vital role of of, uh, taking care of your car. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the more knowledge and the more information that we can give somebody about their vehicle and let them make the, the most educated decision on, on maintaining their vehicle help goes, it goes a long way. That's us. That's us doing our job. You know, it's like I said on several shows before and everything else too, is the, uh, uh, what's in that owner's manual. I know you probably fight this a lot, Scotty. People say, you know, it's not the owner's manual says this the owner's manual says that, but, uh, Remember, that owner's manual is what the minimum you need to do to maintain your car. The manufacturer cares nothing but to get you through that warning period, and that's it. So, I, I think I legitimately said that about 15 <laughs> minutes before Phil got on the phone. Yeah. Hey, so, yeah. so, uh, so while you're on the phone, you want to talk about the Traxxas jump the other day? How, how'd that work out? 
Yeah, it's pretty fun. It was a lot of fun. I can't wait to kind of grow that thing up a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I think we had about 10 cars jumping out there, and I think they all jumped two or three times each. And, uh, yeah, we tore some stuff up. But uh, uh, Jake took off with the old sledge and kind of zinged her out there pretty good. But uh, I would love to see that jump thing turn into, you know, like a point series or something like that or from that standpoint. And Bruce and I out there at Bar to Bar talked about that Sunday about trying to figure out a way to get that into a uh, kind of like a little series or a little something, you know, do it quite often out there or do something out there to have that, but I can see that turning into be a uh, pretty cool deal and everybody trying to build the car up and everything else too. We walked into there and we thought we were going to get beats. We just had the old stock tires on there and stuff. And these guys had the paddle tires on everything else too. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what, what the next time around when somebody comes up with uh, to try to jump in there too and see what's going to happen. There's always a, I, you know, there's always competition after the, after the second car is built. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh yeah, it's, uh, Jake's are ready to go. He's ready to start ch- uh, building something just for the jump, uh, and everything else to it. It'll be fun because other guys will step up too. And, and, uh, I was on the phone with several people this week that talked about how they want to build something and what the car to do and all that kind of stuff. And, how to put it together. So I do think this will be a fun challenge and stuff too. Uh, the other thing we're going to do too is you know, we bought a, a timing system to do actually do the uh, drags with these little cars. Yep. Yep. Uh, so we've got to get something put up with that too. 132 feet. And uh, you know, we did it at the race open house with the concrete, the asphalt out there was so dang cold and everything else like that. It didn't do very well, but uh, once we get some heat out there, it'd be fun and excited to see what these things could do under yeah i was uh watching you know we got the video rolling on the showroom there and watched a lot of that video and man all, the, cool. all them guys uh, you'd have a lot of times a slower car kind of have the advantage because a faster car would just do donuts right there at the <laughs> yeah. start line and you know i guess that's uh again everybody's racing on the same track so it comes down to the driver at that yep. point i guess so there you go that's exactly right man exactly so yeah it'll be fun to see what these tracks just goes and uh I still kind of remember when the guys came to Lisa and I and said, Hey, we think about doing this. And, you know, I knew it would be fun. I knew it would be great. And again, but I had no idea it would be the magnitude that it is right now. The amount of people who are coming and buying these traction cars. And, uh, it's kind of crazy. It's all the way from the young kids, all the way to grown adults that are racing these things. Employees are buying these yeah. things and racing <laughs> them around. <laughs> They're fun. It's true. Scotty, how many you got? I don't have one yet. I, I guess my dad does. Uh, my dad has two of them, so I get to play with those. Well, you need to, you need to get in there and get stepped up there, buddy. <laughs> okay. After, after the show, that's where we're at. Yeah, he's, that's where we're he's, at. He's going to get hooked up, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Scotty, if Shannon Burton can have two boats, we have one. <laughs> True. So the other day, I walked back there, and they just about got me. I walked by, and there's a... A f- f450 oh over yeah there, and it is like a replica to a brand new f450 and i was like i mean even the length of the thing i was like man that is like a 32 point turn vehicle <laughs> if i ever see one and i uh I, I don't know i just was impressed with it it even has receiver hitches on the front and the back of it. <laughs> like, that is awesome so pretty crazy yeah Very- yeah it is pretty crazy very exciting for sure well i can hear your phone already uh blowing up in the background back there and i'm sure you got uh some race cars to thrash on and work on and stuff like that so uh yeah we're getting ready to head back after we had a little work ahead of us yesterday we didn't have much to do yesterday we hung out in the trailer quite a bit but uh, boy today we got some work ahead of us to put the old team 3j car back together and uh get it on the racetrack and stuff too got a lot of maintenance to do to the course as always but uh 
we'll go try it again tonight and see what happens. So uh, as uh, part of the show in the beginning of this, we were talking about a guy, you know, uh, service in his vehicle at home in his garage or mm-hmm. in the driveway versus uh, in a shop environment. You're kind of experiencing some of that today. How much difference is it to, <laughs> in working in an environment like this, working uh, roadside and, and servicing that thing and fixing it up? Well, let me tell you, I would 10 times rather be sitting in Wichita, Kansas, in the big corner, yeah. in that stall, servicing this thing up, than rather I'm going to be out here in the cold on a dirt floor and everything, you know, dirt out there and trying to pan out these body panels and put a bumper on it and get it all serviced up. I'd 10 times rather be sitting in, in there in the dealership helping doing it there than out here that's for sure well and just i mean how much of a uh, maybe not so much a better job but quicker and you know just handier and stuff like that for sure having the right tools and equipment is it just makes the world a difference oh tons it's that's a ton difference and uh you know just having the lift be able to get underneath it and everything else too yeah it's uh having the right tools having the right equipment is definitely a home run for sure yeah, understand that. Well, good luck to you guys tonight, and uh, you know, make it happen out there. Yeah, go get them. Well, it's not going to be from lack of effort. We're going to do Promise you that. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway, gentlemen, thanks for taking care of the show while I'm gone, and uh, we'll see you guys Monday morning. All right, Perfect. buddy. Have a good one. See you, man. <laughs> Rex Rex says Scotty does a better fill than Phil. <laughs> I think you got a. You might have a fan. There. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Well, I, I, after 10 years, you pick up some stuff, and, and I, I, yeah, it, it just kind of happens. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, good deal. So, you know, we were talking about uh, the importance of training yeah. and, and how you uh, how you train or what's prov- what information is provided to you to be able to do that, uh, you know, through Ford. And uh, I would say probably the number one thing is just new products Yeah, because this industry is always changing. Absolutely. And, and Ford sends us uh, information that we are tested on. Uh, I want to say monthly. I mean, it just kind of yeah. depends on everything that comes out, but uh, we're, we're kind of the front line for you. I mean, we, we want to be able to get a phone call about a simple issue and, and either be able to talk it through you out the, you know, over the phone sometimes if we can, uh, to eliminate a, a visit if we can, things like that. But these, these training things, uh, are, they're so important for not just myself, obviously technicians, but, um, to be able to help you with any kind of questions that you guys have. And that's what makes us certified advisors and certified technicians is the more that we know it's, it's not going to be the first time, uh, messing with these, this particular issue when a vehicle comes in, we're obviously well-prepared, we're well-equipped and that's, that's why we're the best. Yeah. Yep. For sure. So what are the, some of the things that you see, uh, you know, on a day-to-day basis that customers are, uh, you know, uh, customers are just really unaware of, you know, uh, when it comes to maintenance or what, uh, pretty much everybody knows they need an oil change Yeah. outside of that, you know, what, what are some of the things that you see as far as like wear and tear on a vehicle that are good preventative measures that customers just really don't understand? There, there are tons and tons and tons of things. Uh, you're exactly right though. People know just from over time, everything's always been the same. You change your oil, you change your oil and everything will be okay. Anymore, the designs, the design of these engines, the combustion, uh, the way these, these engines work, um, have changed over the years. We, we, we've talked, I'm sure on the show, 
about fuel induction services and things like that. Um, you now have injectors inside the combustion chamber as opposed to being outside. Um, that is going to cause some side effects. Uh, while they're more efficient in certain, certain regards, it also makes them easily gummed up and things like that. So are there are services to maintain your, your vehicle just like an oil change that has a certain um, suggested mileage that you want to do to be able to make them efficient. We actually talked about this last night with our uh, quick lane uh, manager, Kelly Hamilton, uh, just sitting around talking about uh, the EPR service yeah. that we do. Uh, we had a, uh, a Ford Fusion. I think it was like right around, I don't want to say it was like 75,000 miles. And uh, we checked compression as a four cylinder and checked compression. And it was all over the place. It was anywhere from like 136, 132, 134, you know, right around in there. After doing the EPR service with an oil change, it ended up restoring it completely back running amazingly. And I think all the way across it was 140. So those are a ton, just, just a couple services that affect how vehicles need to be, need to be serviced nowadays. Scotty, I'm going to have to put you on hold right there we've got Go a caller on the line mike you're on live with under the hood go ahead how are you guys doing today thanks for taking my call absolutely doing great i just had a i just had a quick question mm -hmm. i've got a 2003 chevy silverado and my dad changed the oil because my grandfather's truck he passed away and my dad changed the oil in it and he put mobile oil in synthetic oil just mobile synthetic oil well i've been using the truck and i changed the oil and i put pins oil synthetic oil in it and my dad came all unhinged on us to put the wrong kind of oil in it. Is it going to matter if you put mobile oil in or synthetic, or the synthetic pencil? Is, is that going to hurt it changing brands? Yeah, so there's a, a couple of different things that I would say there. About r roughly how many miles are on this thing? Uh, like 108,000. 108,000, yeah. And is it, uh, do you know, is it burning oil or using, consuming any no, oil in between changing, oil changes? No, I was just changing the oil every 3,000 miles. Yeah, yeah. We, so, always, we always just change it every 30. So uh, on the on the brand side of things, uh, to go from one oil to another oil, it's really just a matter of, of user preference from that, that side of things. As long as you're using a good quality oil, uh, which both of those uh, individuals make, you know, a, a good quality oil. Now, to move from uh, conventional oil or to a semi-synthetic or even a full synthetic, which it sounds like you've done in this vehicle, uh, again, that's, uh, there's, there's, I, I would personally, if the vehicle has 100,000 miles on it and it's always been changed with a, a semi-synthetic oil or conventional oil, I would stick with that. Uh, to switch at 100,000 miles, Probably not going to be. It's always been synthetic oil. Has it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's, so it went from one brand of synthetic to another brand of synthetic. That's all yeah. I did. Yeah. So uh, as it, from that point of view, it's really just a, a, a uh, consumer uh, preference. Uh, you know, is okay. is it going to hurt? Not gonna hurt yeah, anything. No, no, it is. It's not going to hurt anything at all. As long as the weights. As yeah. long as the weights are the same, you shouldn't. Yeah, have everything was the same. I yeah. Because my grandpa had it for since 2003, and he made it all synthetic since he had it. But when he passed away, Dad put the same kind of oil Grandpa put in. It. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I didn't know what they put in, so I just I knew it was synthetic, but I didn't know what they used. What well, I used Pins oil, so that's what I used. And Dad got all upset that I put the wrong kind of oil in. I'm going to tear the engine up. Yeah. And I didn't think that was really what was going to happen. I thought as long as it was the same brand or the same weight, you'd be okay. And it's all synthetic, so that's kind of what I was asking. It's not going to hurt anything. So I can tell my dad, 
it's not going to screw up the engine. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, the, you know, really the most important thing from that side of things is not switching weights, uh, staying with whether it was conventional, going back with conventional, whether it was semi-synthetic, going back with semi-synthetic, or whether it was synthetic, staying with synthetic uh, from that side. And then, honestly, the, the most important thing all, all around is just – good intervals you know don't don't extend intervals because it has synthetic in it or you know just just be on a consistent basis and and keep those intervals uh you know the same uh from that side so no that's a, a great question and hope we hope we answered it for you oh yeah because it's got one of those meters on it tells you the percentage of oil life and once it goes down to zero we always change the oil and I said, I was been borrowing the trucks because my car's messed up. So I've been using my grandpa's truck. Yeah. So, uh, I used it for 3,000 miles. So I was like, I better change the oil. So I changed it. And he got mad that I didn't use mobile. Yeah. He thought that mobile was better than Penn's oil. So going, uh, sure. talking uh, in regards to those uh, oil change intervals is I am a, a big advocate for going off of time and mileage and not the oil change mm. interval and yes and here's the okay. here's the reason why is because some of those are strictly uh just a mileage trip or a trip basically but uh, a lot of the newer vehicles it's an algorithm and so it goes off of several components it goes off of uh you know engine hours uh, engine hours it goes off of time, uh, time mm. mileage um uh, you know, things like that. But what it does not take into consideration is, uh, you know, weather conditions, um, you know, driving, uh, whether you're taking short trips, long trips, uh, it's strictly just a computerized algorithm okay. based upon a certain characteristics. And so someone that, you know, gets up in the morning, uh, and starts their vehicle and drives, uh, two blocks to work or three blocks to work and shuts their vehicle off, uh, you know, they're going to need to change their oil sooner than somebody that starts their vehicle, runs it for five hours, you know, down the highway uh, and mm. shuts it off and is able to to bake all of that condensation or moisture out of the out of the engine. That's oh, what okay. produces sludge yeah. and and goes down there. So I'm definitely a huge advocate for a time and mileage interval and not the not the uh, oil change uh, maintenance minders uh, on these vehicles for sure. Uh, okay. You know, there was okay. a, G, well, uh, it was a couple years ago, one of the manufacturers uh, um, actually came out with a service bulletin because they were not changing it often enough and it was sludging up engines mm -hmm. at you know 30 40 uh -huh. 50 60 thousand miles uh they were getting too much mm -hmm. too much sludge build up in it and so they kind of had to back off uh what they were uh how their their maintenance minders were coming on so you definitely time okay. and mileage and the, and the best thing you can do for that vehicle is just continue on on good routine maintenance yeah. or service intervals for sure and not to mention especially okay. especially in the state of kansas when you have the extreme weathers of <laughs> of stuff they don't talk about in the bible when you've got snow blizzards and thunder behind it and then going to 70 degrees the next morning it's it's yeah. very it, what Josh is saying is exactly right. Time mileage is is probably the thing to go off of instead of those percentages that shows what your percentage is on the oil life. I got another quick question for okay. you. Go for it. When I changed the oil, I forgot to put the oil cap back on. Mm -hmm. Do you guys fill the oil caps where you guys are? We do. Yeah, yeah. We have uh, we okay. have oil caps here, and yeah, I'd be more than happy to to get you squared away. And you know, okay. it, we need to get that on. Uh, 
not necessarily to keep stuff from getting out, but from debris and getting stuff in. getting in uh, from that yeah. side of things. So, but yeah, yeah, we have oil caps down here. So, all right. Okay, great. Perfect. Thank you very much, guys. Have a good afternoon. You Mike, too. Thanks for the call. Have a great evening. Thanks. All right, bye. Again, call in show 316 462 3673. That's the number to jump on the air here. If you got any automotive questions, we can uh, help you out with them. I got a couple of comments here. Got uh, Good morning, Goose. Yeah, he's up with us uh, as well. So, yeah, they had the, the opener out at the KID last week and that went or last weekend and that went real well as well, or real good as well. So, uh, you know, got a lot of, a lot of great things kicking off the, the racing season. And that's, uh, one of the, one of the things definitely very excited, to to see where that goes out there for sure. So in full effects, you yeah. know, it was a little rough one last year. It was a lot of curiosity of whether or not they were going to have that big of a season because of everything that was going on. So it sounds like this one's in full swing. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very exciting. So, but, uh, you know, before we were taking that call, we were talking about, um, you know, things that you've seen yeah. that, uh, would help customers prolong their vehicle life that really they don't know other than just an oil change. And I don't know, we, uh, before the show, we kind of talked about a couple of different scenarios that actually happened to you this week. Yeah. Um, I, I had, you I had, involved in. I had quite a few, uh, one of them was, it, it actually ended up being a lot bigger deal than what we initially thought. We had a vehicle come in with a, with a coolant leak, um, which we ended up finding where the coolant leak was. And during the process of replacing what part we found leaking, we ended up finding out that somebody had put stop leak in, in the uh, cooling system, which then in, uh, in part actually plugged up the heater core, which made it, uh, a bigger repair because of adding those particular additives. Now, granted, I, I don't know what kind of history that you've had with somebody putting in stop leak, but almost every single time that it's happened to me, it has more or less caused a problem than it has done any kind of a service to a customer. It's ended up costing that customer more because of putting that stuff in. What do you think? Man, there is a, there's a lot of products out on the market. And just as a consumer, uh, you know, you really got to be cautious uh, in what you buy mm -hmm. um, from from that side of things. And you can buy uh, or you can find just about a product for any need. Um, but anytime, uh, and they have them for uh, this type of product for just about every fluid on the vehicle. Yeah. Uh, you know, whatever whatever's going on. But if you're that, they have to they have to put a chemical in it that would. Uh, make it stop somehow, mm -hmm. you know, and so if that's what they're advertising, but what the consumers aren't thinking is, uh, you know, that's gonna, that's gonna cause other problems, you know, um, in, in the coolant type situation, if it's going to gum up to, to plug a leak, it's going to gum up passages. It's going to restrict <laughs> you know, everywhere restrict else, restrict <laughs> everywhere else. And so, yeah, it might be a, a temporary fix to, to, uh, problem that you're currently having but a long-term effect is that uh, eventually that problem is going to get worse even if it does take care of it at the at the exact time you know long term it's going to get worse and it's going to be a problem yet again absolutely uh, but then also not only you're going to have to deal with that now you're going to have to deal with whatever effect that it caused on the whole rest of the cooling system in this particular situation mm -hmm. and i've seen uh you know i've seen products in in steering uh systems with power steering systems i've seen it with uh, transmissions uh and and typically uh, when you get involved in a power steering or a transmission issue uh, that stuff is designed to go in and and soften 
the seals and kind of make them swell mm -hmm. uh, to help them seal tighter. Well, again, that works for a little bit, but now you're not only doing uh, damage to the the one component or the, the or the one seal that was causing an issue. You're doing it to every one of them right. in the in that system or in that vehicle. And so, it's a uh, I've never been an advocate for putting any type of those uh, um, additives or uh, repair in a can. There in you a go. Vehicle, you know. Yeah, I'm. I'm not opposed to. Obviously, we we have we have BG products that make additives for certain things, like the EPR that I was talking about before. But anything to try and quick fix something, uh, like like a stop leak, uh, and almost every single time it's it it's been used on a repair that I've been a part of, it has been um counterintuitive it, it has nor it has normally done more damage because there are more parts that end up having to be replaced because of what that has affected on other parts so i'm uh I, I we had one this week now granted the vehicle's fixed and running the way that it's supposed to be but um but it, it could have easily been less expensive for the customer if that was not put in Hey, uh, we've got a comment here from Goose uh, out at KID. Goose, if you're uh, if you're still on with us, call in here and let's discuss this. Uh, yeah, give us a call here, Goose, 316-462-3673. Uh, if I don't hear from you a little bit, then I'll read this deal here. But yeah, let's call in and let's uh, let's talk about what's going on out at KID here coming up. So yeah, that's some some very exciting news. So uh, we'll 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 get him patched through and uh, get that out there to everybody as yep. well. But if not, well, I'll, I'll read it off there, but sure. yeah, that, that's very exciting. So, and then uh, going from there, what else have you uh, seen this week? Another one, and I've, and I've talked about it on the show before, but uh, a lot of times we get customers that come in with all wheel drive vehicles that ended up, ended up needing tires. And uh, whenever you have a vehicle that ends up needing tires with an all wheel drive vehicle, um, there is a reason why we suggest to replace all four of them at the same time and not two at a time. Uh, we had a customer that came in uh, that normally did not do service with us and uh, came in on an all-wheel drive vehicle. Front tires were at were brand new, 10.30 seconds, and the back tires were at 4.30 seconds, which um, at then, uh, during the inspection, we found the uh, power transfer unit uh, leaking uh, because it's basically overheating. So that is a that is a very simple thing that you can avoid uh, which now that PTU has to be replaced because the damage has already been done because of the difference in circumference of the front tires compared to the back tires on an all-wheel drive vehicle, it can seriously damage uh, parts on the vehicle. And that's it's not a ploy. It's not anything we're trying to take advantage. We're trying to it, basically eliminate the possibility of you causing more damage to the vehicle with an all-wheel drive vehicle. You know, and I got several problems uh, in that particular situation or scenario or instance is mm -hmm. that... Uh, uh, going back to what we talked about and training that we do and 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 uh to avoid steps like that or a customer receiving that experience is that that customer went somewhere yeah. they had those tires put on somewhere right um and somebody didn't advise them didn't yeah. catch it you know and that's uh that's that's horrible so yeah, yeah that's that's exactly right the fact that that knowing I'm, I'm i'm assuming that those those technicians knew the danger of doing that and so that's uh that's unfortunate but the thing with us is i'm glad we caught it and we're able to we're educate able to the customer yeah. yeah 
yeah, in that particular situation, sure. So we've got uh, a caller on the line here. We're getting a goose patched through. He's got uh, an event going on out at uh, KID we're going to talk about. So, Goose, you're on live with Under the Hood. How's things going? Good, good, good. Morning, guys. Morning. Good morning. So you got uh, got a big deal going on out there, huh? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, we started off with uh, just putting the schedule together, uh, picking up uh, where things had started. And there's a, actually a bracket uh, racing uh, program that started up uh, called Boss Babes. And after we looked into it a little further, we found that we wanted to draw some attention and direction to it uh, just for the simple fact that it's bringing on uh, new racers and they don't have to have a race car to do it. And uh, so long story short, we reached out to some of our sponsors, Auto Smart, Smart Choice Powertrain, A&S Metal Recycling, uh, let's see, uh, Team Mohawk Racing out of Oklahoma, Mel Hamilton Racing joined in, uh, Red Racing Engines, Devil's Blue and BCC and we have built this uh, pot up to a little over 4000 Our goal is to, to get $5,000 out for these girls, and it'll be Saturday, 423 in the evening, uh, starting up approximately 7 o'clock uh, that Saturday, right after the uh, NHRA bracket racing uh, with all the guys uh, starting off in the morning. But uh, we're going to focus on this and see if we can't build up the uh, boss babes and, and make something cool out of it. And so we wanted to, first and foremost, thank all the sponsors for just jumping right in. Uh, I talked to Phil, and Phil didn't bat an eye. He said, you guys were in. And next thing we know, we've, we've got over $4,000 in there. That's very cool. That's awesome. very cool to, to start that out. So as far as a classic car, what do you, what do you got? What do you got to have to, you know, to be in this deal? I got it, Josh. I'm anticipating a Voyager van winning this. <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. So that does. It, it, it come right down to what mom brings in um, or whoever, as long as it's a female, uh, they're, we're going to shoot them down to where they can get a time on their car. They're going to dial in and, uh, Rumor has it one of these uh, Plymouth Voyager bands are going to beat uh, beat uh, Fred Coffin. That is awesome. That's legit. Yeah. That that is awesome. <laughs> so that is uh you know that'll be a very exciting to see. But then not only that, it, it's a great opportunity for somebody that uh, you know otherwise wouldn't uh, you know wouldn't be out there. Yeah. Uh, a great opportunity for him to be able to do that. So that is very cool. That's right. And our big challenge is to all you guys that are out there racing to get your wives out there. Uh, it's got to be a street legal car, daily driver. Um, regardless of what you guys are running, these guys want uh, uh, an even power uh, train to, to be focused on. And so they don't have to go build race cars and can just go out and enjoy the evening and uh, leave the laundry to the guys. Nice, nice. Get to clean up afterwards, right? Yeah, no kidding. I I don't know how productive I'm going to be if I'm doing laundry. So, well, that is uh, that's where you're not doing laundry. You better be lining her up. Yep, that's right. 
<laughs> well, very cool. That's a impressive pot for sure. I think this is something that'll definitely uh, grow wings and take off. So next weekend, uh, Saturday, and that it starts at what time? It, it, the uh, bass babes are going to start approximately 7 o'clock p.m., uh, but keep in mind, we'll be there all day yep, yep. Uh, due to the bracket racing going on. The gates will open at 8 uh, in the morning. Uh, the concessions, they, the girls did a wonderful job out there. Um, we couldn't have asked for a better day. We did have a, a couple of oil downs, but I think that's just part of the course. Um, but we're looking forward to this. You know, and I would say too, that the, the length of time, you know, that those took to, to clean up, you guys were on it for sure. Uh, from that side of things. And yeah, I happened to have the opportunity to get some biscuits and gravy out nice. there. That was, uh, that was phenomenal, uh, as well. So, uh, very I excited. To, it, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so very, very excited for you guys. And, uh, you know, this is going to be another exciting event out there. I think uh, everything went real well, uh, this last weekend as well. So I, I see nothing but positive things happening. Nothing but positive blue skies right yeah buddy <laughs> yeah well yeah but don't start thinking yeah no, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm not don't, <laughs> don't worry about it you don't have to worry about that so hey uh you, thanks for the call thanks for the update and yeah if uh if you want to enter the the plymouth voyager van or you know any any one of those other vans that's a that's a pretty massive pot to go after there you go uh, for that so definitely be right, there right and i also i welcome any of uh you, you business owners that are out there to give us a call and uh, throw your name in the hat. Uh, we've got uh, a lot of uh, sponsorships uh, available. We're not asking for the track. We're asking for the boss babes. We want to make this a, a huge payout, not just for one, but maybe for four. Very cool. Very good. Very good. Well, Goose, uh, thanks for the call. And uh, again, Absolutely. It's a great partnership that we have, and uh, thanks for everything you do out there at the track. I wouldn't say it's a great partnership. I'd say it's a phenomenal. There you go. Well, there you there go, Goose. We appreciate it, buddy. You got to rock, man. Take right. care. Take have care. Right. Well, very cool. So, you know, a uh, lot, lot happening today. Yeah, uh, there's a bunch. Sure. So we'll kind of recap everything we talked about. Um, from the the maintenance side of things and yep. what the the maintenance needs are on these vehicles um again goose out at uh kid they've got their big deal next weekend for the boss babes uh that's going to be very awesome uh if you're looking for some racing action this weekend bar to bars the the place to go there um with the Loretta lens, the central area qualifiers. So, uh, you know, just driving down Mays road, I seen all sorts of, uh, trucks and trailers and like the, uh, transit vans that I know they all had motocross stuff in and they, oh, were, yeah. they were headed out there. So that's a, that's a big deal for those, uh, those guys out there. So thank you all the listeners and people that, uh, were online and joined us this week for sure. Scotty, thank you for joining, uh, joining me today and, and, uh, filling in for phil while he's up in Hayes, making things happen up there that's going to be very excited he's a, uh, am sure he's cold up there but uh gonna come home with a win yeah so, <laughs> get it and done then, uh take uh take a little bit of time I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show which is uh auto uh, excuse me uh bg products all yep. the great preventative maintenance that we use uh right inside here uh mel hamilton ford we've got big corner creative if you're looking for any type of marketing or advertising uh race car wraps 
designs, tents, those guys, uh, those guys are your guys, as they say, just Google them and then, uh, go to rent. So if you're looking for a larger, uh, vehicle to go on summer vacation, uh, you need, need a transit van for something, uh, stand your guy right here inside Mel Hamilton Ford. Everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us this week. And we will talk to you next week.